gang, we're back. This is episode 166 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always. It's my pal, De Quincy. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. Hope you're doing well. Um, you can find this podcast anywhere. Podcasts are given away for free. Like I said last time, I'm not doing that whole spiel anymore. And uh, yeah, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, mid- midweek, almost done and everything's good ah good good did you almost lose your microphone <laughs> did right. i almost lose it right now yeah well talking to you you were looking like when we do these recordings i rarely have ever look at you no offense you're a handsome man but i don't look at you because <laughs> i'm like doing research or looking up something so this is one of the few times like ah let me look at anthony see what he's doing and i'll look at you and like you were looking down at your mic i was like did he drop something It's one of those things where uh, I'm, I uh, I rely on on you not looking because you just <laughs> never know what's happening. Oh no! Oh no! Those things. Where I'm just trying to play it cool. Oh, now you done messed up. Now I'm gonna look more. Yeah, look all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, glad you're doing well. I'm doing well as well. To this week was the first week of school. How's well, how was that? All good. He's um my son. He's a third grader now. Third grade. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Time flies. Um. So far, it's been three days. He loves the school. He was complaining about um because this is the first year that they're actually like moving from class to class. Oh, okay. So like, wow, they get started that early. Yeah, third grade. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was telling me like uh, yesterday when I picked him up, he was like. I asked him how was he? And he goes, I'm I'm so tired. I can't. I had to go up the stairs and down the stairs and then up the stairs and down the stairs. And I went to lunch and I forgot my lunch back. I had to go back upstairs to go get it. I was like, whew. He's a little man already. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <I'm, laughs> that's a very adult uh <laughs> airing of grievances. And I'm looking at him like you you're complaining about all this walking you do you're doing during class. Yet if we go to that pool outside, you'll be in there for three hours swimming, no problem. It's just amazing. It it's like waking up uh waking up at the crack of dawn on the weekends without a, an alarm or uh you know without dreading it. Little kids have the energy to crackheads, man. I I not kidding, man. <laughs> But anyway, let's get back on point. We're here to talk a little wrestling. This past yeah, weekend, we're extending my. Oh, go ahead. I was say we're 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 going to extend my AEW three minute segment uh, <laughs> by maybe one minute or so. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm gonna give you all the time you need. So first, let me set it up. So last week, last weekend, uh, WWE had uh, their SummerSlam and take over 36 pay-per-views and we're going to talk about them in a minute but first let's get into what i consider the biggest news of wrestling cm punk returns to a ring last week 
Friday night on AEW Rampage. Um, go ahead, man. Give me your thoughts. Uh, well, one, I'm glad they delivered because I stayed in Friday night <laughs> and I was like, a part of me was like, they okay, they better deliver because I'm giving up my Friday night staying home on a Friday night at 9 p.m. to, to watch wrestling. <laughs> like Nerd. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, two, you know, I, I would have been, I think it would have been amazing if, had they not delivered and faked everybody out with like uh, MJF, who's like, who's like one of the top heels in the company, like in AEW. Like he's a legitimate, just Dick. unlikable. Dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> very unlikable. And, um, there were some, you know, people fantasy booking, like, oh, what if they did that? That would be amazing. And I was like, you know what? That would be, like, he he would get forever heat on that and would solidify himself as one of the great all-time heels, like, just in a short amount of time that he's been you, wrestling. But You know, that reminds me of that time, like, right after Punk left WWE and um, they played his music and then Paul Heyman yep. came out and gave this, of course, Paul Heyman fire-ass promo. Like if MJF came out and did that and like just shit talk Chicago for like five minutes and then like Punk's music hit and he actually came out that would, oh that'd have been a great mode. But the, what we got was excellent. I'm not even still pretty. Yeah, I'm not disappointed in the least. Yeah, yeah, you know me, no I'm means. not I'm not an AEW guy, but this was something I even I had to uh, watch as soon as SmackDown went off. Yeah, I mean it was something that. That, you know, we talked about this before we started recording about mm-hmm. watching things live. And this is one that I've wanted to see live as well. I, you know, it's easy to record and go back and, and watch on, on social media. But like to be in the moment, to watch it live, to, to witness history, essentially, is always fun. And this was another one of those moments. And, um, you know, they, they jumped it. The, as soon as the show started, I mean, they didn't waste any time. They. They brought him out right away, which I guess is the right. I mean, that's the best way. Really, the only way you can do it. Um, and it, it was man, just incredible. Like it was, it was, uh, it was like a, it was a very holy shit moment. Like he's back. Nobody ever thought this, you know, would happen. I mean, he, you know, all the indications he gave was that I, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, and I think we're both on the but, record saying that he was never coming back to WWE because once again they fired him on his wedding day, right? Right, yeah. And, um, and my thing, my thing was, you know, given his age, given the things he's done in mixed martial arts, losing twice in the UFC cage with no experience. Um, actually, he's only lost once his second fight that he lost. Uh, was uh, just recently overturned as a no contest because the guy that he fought um, tested positive for marijuana. And at the time, weed was like a banned substance in mixed martial arts. So um, he's at technically 0-1-1. And, uh, but, but given all those things that he's done outside, um, and just the fact that time, time is, you know, we all tend to move on. And... I really felt like his window of making a, a big um, uh, of making, a, you know, his presence really right. A big impact. His presence really felt in pro wrestling. I really felt like 
the window was starting to close. And I think with, we hadn't done it. I think now is the perfect time to do it a year, two, maybe three years longer, any longer. And it would have, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I mean, cause he would have been almost, he, by that time he'll almost be 50, you know, or at least he'll be in his mid forties. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that time it's like, well, you know, I've already moved on to, you know, I've definitely moved on to this next thing. We've all definitely moved on to what's going on in wrestling. And, and um, but the, the, the timing just seemed perfect for this. The fans were just starting to come back to the arenas um, for however long that may last, but they're, they're making the most <laughs> of it now. Fingers. Knock on wood. Yeah. And um, it was a hit. I mean, they, they, they took a big risk too. We talked about this a few episodes ago, how they booked like four different shows in the Chicago area within like, like these next two months. It started out, I think with Rampage and then there's like Dynamite coming up. Um, I think there's another show and then the first pay-per-view. dance. Or well, that was pay-per-view? Friday. That was okay. this Friday. No, that was this Friday. This was last week. Um, like they did, they booked like three or four different shows in Chicago and big, big venues. And it's like, you're taking a big risk that you're going to saturate the market, you know, for that given period. Like our fans really going to want to keep coming out. Um, and now that they've gotten it out of the way that he's back, that, you know, this was the, his first appearance. It's like um, anything else is going to be okay. Like it's not going to, you know, you may not sell out of every, or you may not sell the next two events, the pay-per-view you should, because he is coming back to wrestle. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's already worked just because that first episode was that first time back was so incredible. It was at the United center where the, the bulls play, like they sold out the United center. Like mm-hmm. WWE hasn't done that in a long time. I mean, they filled it completely and um, it, it, it paid off. He came back. It was one of the biggest pops you've we've seen in our lifetime as wrestling fans. And uh, oh, speaking of know, which, it wasn't, did, you, did you see the um, the picture going around of the guy crying at Punk's return? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like part of me wants to like rag on him a little bit, but then part of me was like, is like if there was a camera on me while I was watching the end of Endgame, I would look something like that. So you know, when something you love hits you like <laughs> sure. that, I, I'm gonna let that go. Because I tell you, when <laughs> when uh, Park when uh, Peter Parker was trying to hug on Tony Stark and and bring and you know as he was dying, there were a couple of tears flowing down my cheeks. So you know, I I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shit on the guy. You know, if I'm like. If wrestling can do that to you and make you that emotional, it's like we that's they've special. done their job. Yeah, yeah. If any kind of form entertain, if any form of entertainment puts you in that state, then it's a plus. It's chef kiss. It's done everything it's supposed to do. Yeah. And he's got the wrestling community behind his back. Yeah, apparently, like, uh, like the pro wrestlers, yeah. like. Yeah, Tony Khan reached out to to him and like they're trying to set up some time with him and CM Punk. And I think even like tickets for next time they come around Chicago is like his his enjoyment has not only made it made him quote like internet famous, is also he's reaping the rewards of that. So good on him. He's endeared himself to he's endeared himself to you know 
pro wrestlers and most fans. I mean, there, you know, obviously there was, when I saw that guy, I was like, okay, it's going to, it's going to be seconds before like he gets bombarded. Like the internet memes in the hell doesn't waste time. (laughs) Yeah. The the internet does not waste time on, on golden opportunities like that. And um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, he took, he took a lot of heat, but at the same time, you know, um, same time there were a the lot right of people the right people galvanized around them. there were a lot of men looking that same way during the royal rumble in 2020 when the edge came back right um, <laughs> that's very true all right um but yeah cm punk's return it's amazing great his promo dude is electric with a mic with, yeah he's just he's one of the best speakers that we've ever had in wrestling like it's mm-hmm crazy how good he is and um it looks like he's gonna be the pay-per-view against Dar- uh, darby allen at all out yeah um we talked about this as well like i'm not a big darby allen fan i mean he's like he's he's not a believable undersized wrestler in my opinion there's a, there are undersized wrestlers that i've always like i've never dismissed like uh i've never always thought i've never thought it's like totally unbelievable daniel bryan is, is an example that's like the most recent that comes to mind but mm-hmm. i don't know there's just something about him I, i'm not a big fan of but i understand that he is popular i mean I, i'm in the minority in terms of how i feel about him but he's very popular he's working with sting currently um and he's a guy that um would benefit the rub of a few of the cm punk you know imagine that this is like your first big time promotion and the two wrestlers you get to work with are sting and cm punk yeah that doesn't happen every that doesn't happen ever and as much as i'm not a big fan of his if you want like look the reality is if you want to create stars this is how you do it you you give them the rub, you know, mm-hmm. you see what you, you, uh, you make sure you, you give them the opportunity to, to shine with, with legends, um, in big spots and big moments. And this is, this, all three of those things are in, in one, one feud. Mm-hmm. And I think, I still think Punk is going to go over in his first match, but sure. I think also think that Punk is going to make, um, make, uh, Island look like a star. Oh yeah, I mean he he respects the business mm-hmm. way too much to to not put that kind of effort in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he is wrestling wise. You know, um, is it like riding a bicycle? Is it like just like riding a bike? You know, are those uh, uh, you know are those um, Muscle memory that we're looking for. Is that muscle memory going to kick in? That's exactly what I was looking for. Is that muscle memory going to kick in, kick in for, you know, how to run the ropes? Like he, he said, I've watched the uh, press conference he did with Tony Khan. It's like, mm-hmm. I haven't been wrestling. I haven't been doing anything for wrestling, but I know how to run the ropes. Um, and that's all good and well, but like, let's see what his conditioning is going to be like when it comes to running the ropes, like how is he going to do? Um, 
He's never been body beautiful. He's never been a, a Vince guy, quote unquote. Um, so let's see what kind of shape he's going to come in. I mean, he's definitely going to be smaller than he was when he last uh, was in a professional wrestling or in a pro wrestling ring. Um, because when he fought in the UFC, he fought at 170. And when he was wrestling, he was no more than 220. So let's see how he looks. Um, and again, going up against a guy like Darby Allen, who's not a big guy, who's not a power guy, um, I think it would be beneficial for them both. It's, it's like he's not going to have to, you know, body slam a 300-pound guy. You know, Darby Allen probably weighs 170 pounds himself. So. Oh, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and they have his build weight at exactly 170. Yeah. 5'8", so, 170. <laughs> So that, I think that's going to benefit both of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be entertaining pay-per-view. Not saying I'm going to buy it because who spends $50 for pay-per-views in this economy. But um, <laughs> it should be a match. Real quick, um, saying on quasi-AEW, um, Adam Cole, where do you think he goes? Uh, I think he goes to AEW. Same. Um, I agree. His girlfriend works there, Dr. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker. She's the champ. Uh, Rick Baker, who is a real-life dentist. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's his that's his lady. That's his girlfriend or his fiance or something. Think of um, And, it, you know, it only makes sense for him to go there because one, she's there. Two, um, he has a lot of history with the top guys there, mm-hmm. with the Young Bucks. Whether, as we all, as we both feel like we're not big Bucks fans, but um, they they have history. Uh, Kenny, they have history with Kenny Omega because um, they were all part of the Bullet Club. You know, different iterations of the Bullet Club in Japan. So they're all very familiar with each other. And uh, yeah, and it just seems like the type of company he, he would wrestle for next. It's a very Adam Cole type company. I think it suits him and his talents very well. And he's got to, he has to have already made enough money with WWE where it's like he can essentially take a pay cut, even though it probably won't be a massive pay cut because. You know, they feel like AEW wants to be competitive with, with, with their pay. Yeah, they can be competitive all they want. You always make exceptions for certain guys. Yeah, they can be as competitive as they want. They're still not. If Vince wants someone, he can, he can put down more money than AEW can. So, right. Um, it's just, it's a question. And a choice between making your legacy at AEW or taking the money at WWE. And I could see, you know, him making either decision depending on where he is in his life. For me, I'm like, if you ask 22-year-old single De Quincey, what would he do? I'd go probably build my legacy. But if you ask currently 35-year-old De Quincey with a family, I'm taking the money nine times out of eight. Mm-hmm. So... 
I, 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 but I agree with you. Yeah. Once it's like uh, we talk about baseball. It's like once you hit free agency, you're more likely to not come back. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Adam Cole. I don't expect mm-hmm. him to come back. Um, I don't know. He probably has the uh, non-compete clause. Hopefully WWE learned from their um, Malachi Black situation and made sure to switch it from 30 days to 90. No, they wait. Has Adam? 30. No, Adam Cole's there been on the main roster. The- yeah, you're right. So he'll be have 30 yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and also the way that uh, WWE has been operating. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're looking to uh, they're rebranding NXT essentially. Like they're they're putting on a fresh coat of paint within the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that means and look how many guys that they've already fired. You know, if that means letting go of Adam Cole because his contract expi- expires on Friday, mm-hmm. um, if that means letting him walk and saving money for the next quarter quarterly report, um, they're probably going to do it. I don't know if you saw Nick Khan came out of hiding essentially and <laughs> did a he did a, a lengthy interview with Ariel Helwani from uh, uh, he's. I forgot what company he's doing MMA journalism for, but he was covering Summer Sun Weekend mm-hmm. uh, for I think the British, a British website. But anyways, he uh, he did like a, a sit down interview with Nick Khan, and uh, they also apparently I didn't watch the whole thing, but they, apparently at the beginning, because uh, Nick Khan comes from the entertainment world, they uh, uh, disclosed that. Nick Khan was at one point Ariel Hawani's agent. So I guess that's, I guess their relationship was good enough where he uh, would grant him such an interview. But um, uh, the main, like the, the main talking point, one of the main talking points that, that people were, you know, that took people took from that interview was NXT and that, you know, they're looking to do things differently. Um, and you know, it's going to have a different look and feel going forward within the next few weeks. So if that means letting go of guys that have been there for, you know, a little bit of time, then I think they're going to do that. And I think they're going to start with Adam Cole. Yeah. But the rumors are if he signs, he's going up to either SmackDown or Raw. And that's a good point. And it's something that you, I'll, I'll mention later on because it's something we talked about before we started recording. I think that's a, that could be that missing piece that we were talking about earlier, which mm-hmm. I'll, we'll mention in a bit. Um, that, that's interesting though. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I just Google, I just searched Twitter and I found the interview you were talking about. And some, I, I like you, I didn't, I saw a snippet up. I didn't see the same thing where people are talking about how Nick Khan wants raw to become four hours. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Did he really say that? I mean, I believe he did. I didn't see, I didn't catch that part of the interview, but right, well, as, soon um, as, that's, as soon as we're done here, whatever. I'm going to go watch this interview. The rest of the interview. Raw that's four hours and SmackDown eight hours, I believe. Uh, uh, well, huh? Yeah. I beg your pardon. Yeah. They Maybe don't have said- the, they don't have the wrestlers for that. 
Right. Are we sure he wasn't tongue in cheek? It might have been. Some of it may have been may have been tongue in cheek, but um, there was one. He was quoted as saying he was quoted as quoting uh, the CEO from Netflix, who, when they were talking about like AEW, he kind of mentioned. He was kind of asked indirectly about AEW, like he said basically that you know his main competition is sleep. So it's, yeah, that means I'm... like you know how can you churn out content constantly that's going to keep people engaged it's going to keep people coming back so um, so quotes like that I mean eight hours it's like those are kind of like outlandish quotes that um, that get people talking yeah I'm going to have to go watch this because if, if he wants Raw to be four hours and SmackDown to be eight, this man is on crack. <laughs> All right, so let's get to what we're really here for, SummerSlam. Um, there are three matches I want to talk about in depth, and then all the other matches we'll do quick little bur- blurbs under. Uh-oh. Zoom is telling me my internet connection sure. is unstable. That's not good. So, okay, you still there, my friend? Let me pull. Okay. Oh, I still see you. All right, so um, let's start with the first match that I wrote down right here. Becky Lynch defeats uh, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship in twenty six fucking seconds. I remember thinking at the oh. time, this entire match is a roller co- roller coaster of emotions. So let me set this up. The original match was supposed to be Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. About a week ago, rumors started to persist that Sasha Banks would not be able to make the match and that she was hurt for some reason. And we still don't know what happened. But WWE never announced anything. They kept promoting the match. They had Sasha Bank out, out in Vegas, like everything was fine and dandy. And then I knew something was up when Bianca Belair was the first one to come out because the champ is mm-hmm. always supposed to come out last. I don't like when the champ comes out first. You 100%, I agree with you. That's one thing we are, we are completely compatible. We hate that. So when she comes out, the announcer says that Sasha Banks will not be able to make the match and it's, it's disappointing. And then it gets worse when her replacement is announced and it's Carmella. And I'm like, God damn it, WWE entirety motherfucking rematches. And real quick. Yeah. Again, they five seconds before Bianca Belair came out to the ring, they still were advertising Sasha and, and Bianca. Like that was like the header, like it was the image on the screen. Mm -hmm. Next is, and it's like, what are we doing? It's like you know, it's not going to happen. Like everybody knows she's not going to be there. She's not going to be there. You know, right? So anyway, as we're getting ready to be disappointed by this lackluster match, all of a sudden, boom! Becky Lynch's music hits. She comes out to a roaring ovation, huge pop. The first surprise of the night. Yeah. And she makes it down to the ring, beats up Carmella, challenges um, 
Bianca Bella to a title match. Bianca agrees because for some reason, every babyface champion in WWE is stupid as hell. <laughs> like this is a whole other problem, but it's it's a problem that's been going back since John Cena. It's like the only champions I can remember that actually showed some kind of urgency were Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Everyone else is just kind of like, I'm here. I'm going to defend against anyone. You hook. <laughs> Anywho. So, of course, Bella says, yes, the bell rings. She gets caught with a forearm and then an Irish rock bottom. One, two, three. Match over. Becky Lynch is your new SmackDown Women Champion. And I am infuriated. Yeah, you know, no champion deserves that. I don't think any of these champions deserve that. Even, even uh, Sheamus, you know, as much as people don't like him or think he's stale, mm-hmm. nobody deserves that. And especially Bianca, because she's your next star. She's supposed to be your next big star that you're you've been building up this whole time that got her to that amazing moment where she won the Royal Rumble, like, you know, basically during like her rookie and a half year. Yeah. She's the star that you're building to take the place of Sasha Banks when she leaves in the next year and a half, because Hollywood's a cult. Right. And to do that, you know, to pull a Kofi, it's a Kofi. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what happened to Kofi Kingston against Brock Lesnar. You, you hype up match against a returning superstar and the bell rings, the match is over before you can blink. And I still have faith in Bianca Belair, but let's look at Kofi Kingston's career since that moment. He never got his rematch with Brock. He just recently got another WWE championship match against Bobby Lashley at uh, Money in the Bank and got annihilated. Like, I mm-hmm. love the guy, but his career has never been the same since losing the WWE championship. Good career. Yeah, Hall of Fame career, but it's never been that apex that it was. Yeah, and ever since then, I mean, they've done everything against Kofi. They broke up the New Day, essentially, by sending him and Woods over to to Raw and leaving Big E. Um, They've been back and forth on this... uh, Oh man, you're breaking up hard. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, this it's a very Kofi Kingston type thing that, that has occurred and, and it's it's not fair and um it's uh, it stinks. It, it stinks. I mean, no, no champion deserves that. Build to the feud. Yeah, if, if you're you playing like, what like Becky Lynch returning and she's gonna win. Okay, so there are ways to build up this feud with Becky winning that doesn't make Bianca Belair look like a complete fool. Like you could have uh, put on a 15 minute match 
for the title yes. or what you can do if you really want to build this feud you could do what you did except non-title just have becky right. come out challenge for a match have becky do a quick finish like you did and then be when well, you see bianca belair like scurry like in you know in the corner holding on to her title going like oh my god that was close and you could build something for bianca belair make her a more vicious uh face mm-hmm. and you could build towards having bella versus becky lynch for the championship down the road and you know becky lynch can use that if she's going to be a heel like being reported she can be like i beat you in under 10 seconds you're, you're not worthy and just use that for heel heat for their actual big match like there are so many ways that you could you could build up the drama and the suspense for this upcoming match without making Bianca Bella look like a, a total noob. The only problem I have with, with that scenario is again, it shouldn't have, it should never be a squash match. I'm just making up that scenario because for, it's a possibility that uh, Becky Lynch can't go. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing as the CM Punk. Like she hasn't been out for seven plus years, but still she gave birth to a child i don't think she's 100 percent ring ready right now so if you want to do that make it a quick squash match you could have done that but had non-title and just put that fear into into bianca Belair's head until becky lynch is ready to go 100 at the next pay-per-view i understand that maybe not a squash match but maybe a roll-up a roll-up pin because here's here's the thing here's where i disagree on that is that the only thing is that Becky has never been an unstoppable force, right? It's I don't expect her to come in and beat every opponent in in five seconds. Brock was believable because he's a monster. He's a freak of nature. And a squash match is more believable in that regard. But Becky's never been a... if, If you're turning Becky heel... It's believable because she come back, she beats him in thir- in like you know 10, 13 seconds. Like you don't even deserve that title, it, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you just play up the hill heat. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's tough because, like you said, Becky is not ring ready potentially, and Bianca's been wrestling nonstop for this whole time. Like it, that's where it's like, what are we, you know, like that doesn't make any sense. How does someone who hasn't wrestled in eighteen months? Has she come in all of a sudden and beat this seasoned, you know, wrestler? That that's the one that WWE is pushing as the strongest, the best, the fastest, all right. that. If anybody should be squashing, it should be Bianca squashing Becky. How do you how do you lose to someone who hasn't done what you do in in almost two years? Mm-hmm. This is. Like that match completely just killed SummerSlam for me. It killed it for the crowd because the crowd basically was out for the next match and a half because mm-hmm. they had no reaction to the um, uh, McIntyre. <laughs> well, I, I doubt they were going to have any reaction, anyways. You know what? Whether that happened or not. You know what? That would have been a good time for to have that Nakamura entrance. Just plays music then now to pump up the crowd a little bit. No one's here trying to see. Um, God damn, what the hell is his name? 
Rick Boos. Uh, McIntyre Mahal match. Jinder Mahal. I could not remember. I can remember his nickname. I was like, it's the oh. Maharaja. I could not remember his actual wrestling name. It was crazy. <sighs> Don't ever get old, kids. Um, yeah, we. It was just a terrible and unfortunate. Like, I I know WWE can say whatever they want and they can say that they still believe in Belair's talent, ability, and they're going to push her back to the moon. But something like this, it's career altering is where I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's again, it's very Brock Lesnar-ish in terms mm-hmm. of you're trying to push this new, this new person, but at the same time, it's like Becky got so hot and so big at, at you know, over the past two years, and it's like they became infatuated with with her being the man, being the top person. Mm-hmm. And instead of setting up another major feud, another epic feud, you're going back to the well and just going back to uh, reverting to every, undoing everything you've done in the past year to go back exactly where you were prior to her leaving. And last thing I want to say is like, I still have faith in Bianca Belair, but this hurts. It's another another time seeing a black uh, superstar just have something ripped away from them in the most painful and shameful way possible. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So moving on. Couldn't agree more. Thanks. Uh, moving on to the next match, to talk about Roman Reigns defeated John Cena for uh, the Universal Championship, and then the man, the lift, the man, the myth, the legend, the beast, Brock Lesnar shows up. First, before we get to Brock, the match. How did you feel about it? Uh, it was fine. I actually kind of dozed off and on in between, <laughs> but. Um... Look, you know when the match made... I mean, oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, he looked pretty good. Um, definitely a lot smaller than he was, mm-hmm. like, in his peak. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Reigns, Reigns is the man. I, I, there's really not much more I can say about it. Yeah. Uh... Like, this is his time. This is his, you know. You know, looking back at this match, I'm like, did some movie studio tell John Cena he can only do so much? I'm sure they did. Because only he's getting ready to go film something in a couple weeks. Yeah, some I don't even know what movie, but yeah, Um, yeah, he all he did was he did bumps. I think, of course, the spear at the end, and like he barely got any offense in. It was, mm-hmm. it was almost a repeat of what happened to him a couple of years ago against Brock Lesnar, and they even brought that up during the telecast. Because mm-hmm. who was who it? Who's uh, Michael Cole? Basically, I've only seen John Cena like this one time before at SummerSlam. It's like, oh, a little foreshadowing. <laughs> WWE, look at you! You you do know how to tell stories. Sometimes, but uh, the match was fine. It it definitely it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the match of the night. 
it was a fine match. Um, Cena looked good when he got his offense, offense in. Roman Reigns is just that dude. He's been that dude for a year plus. Um, I don't have any more words to say how amazing he's been. I've run out of, of descriptions to say about this man. He's been putting in work since last SummerSlam, and it's been captivating, amazing. Like, I'm about to go find, uh, Google synonyms for amazing so I can keep lavishing on this man. It's been great <laughs> what he's done since he's come back uh, during the pandemic. And I'm ready to see him and Brock again. I'll admit it. I know before I've been lackluster over the matches, but you know, you go back and look at the stuff they did, like uh, that WrestleMania was a WrestleMania 31, the match they had before Rollins got involved, and they were just beating the paint off of each other. And you know, if I get yeah. that again, and Brock looks like he's in amazing shape, yeah. If I get that again, he's I would, a lot leaner. Yes, and you know, if he's if he's got the same strength that he had before, and he's smaller and he's a little sh- faster and shiftier, he, <laughs> I don't know. He could take that title off. <laughs> and another thing, there's a there's a uh, <laughs> there's an actual interesting story to build around with this feud. Uh, Paul Heyman with this this next go round. Paul Heyman. I mean, mm-hmm. where does where do his uh, loyalties lie? Can't serve two I mean, masters. He's, he's got, yeah. And do you make Brock Lesnar a baby face? Ooh. I don't know. He got a huge pop when he returned SummerSlam, and people were cheering for. Well, if Reigns is going to be a heel, he obviously had to be the baby face, you would think. But it's Brock Lesnar. He can just be the dude who comes up like he just points to the championship and be like, I want that. And just, you know, like his finisher in F5, he's a hurricane, just a tornado going through whoever. It's the ass kicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm excited with it. what they've set up at this match. And, um, Man, there's not really much else to talk about this match now that we started talking about, like, Brock's back. John Cena has a couple of dates left, I think. Mm-hmm. I think his last one is in uh, September 10th. And then he was, he's gone. So he's got about, if he just takes SmackDown, he's got, by the time you guys hear this, he's got about three more weeks left. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, unfortunately, they're not going to get to him and Finn Balor, which was a, uh, you know, something that they teased at on Friday or SmackDown when Balor basically called him out for stealing his title opportunity. Um, I mean, if he's got one more match, him, you can make that September 10th match Cena versus Balor and have that as his going away match. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to kind of close out. Like they, they open up that kind of can of they open up that small can of worms just by mentioning it by going there, you know. It'd be a bummer if they didn't like conclude that mm-hmm. that subplot. 
I feel like we've been saying it would suck if WWE didn't finish that storyline for years. <laughs> right. But I mean, that would be a huge boost for Balor if they did that match and you know John did the honorable thing and went out on his back. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be able to build, okay, Balor's gonna be in the next challenger for the universal title, a title that he never got a rematch for. The first ever universal mm-hmm. champion. Which that's never lost. That's crazy to think about. They put all their faith in him so early in his main roster career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they took it all away. Yeah. It's one of those um once he got hurt. I don't know if you've been watching Marvel's What If. But it's one of those where it's like Yeah, what I, if? I saw the first two. I haven't watched episode three. Yeah. What if uh Finn Balor stayed healthy? and tear his shoulder up Mm -hmm. his career is completely his career maybe in Kevin Owens it's all like just crazy speaking of what if (laughs) no real second um I don't did I talk to you about it uh briefly was it one of those things we talked about the first episode yeah the first episode where I told, I think I told you it was like the only issue I have with it is the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like that first episode, you could, the Bucky that was actually Sebastian yeah. saw, like that. I'm sorry, he's a handsome man, great actor, but acting on screen and doing voice acting is two completely different things. He, he did not sound what, yeah. Um, and second episode, of course, I cried at the end. That's a man, an incredible episode. Just yeah. the fact that that was his last, you know, uh, his last role with with Marvel is uh, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that episode where T'Challa becomes Star Lord, it makes you realize how fucked up Peter Quinn is <laughs> when you look and see how T'Challa has fixed so many things. <laughs> Yeah, he made uh, Thanos, you know, turn away from genocide. <laughs> yeah, I made the episode. Uh, gotta watch episode three tonight. But getting back to wrestling, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we'll wrap this up. I'll wrap this up real quick saying, can't wait to see what happens with Brock and Roman, how Paul Hame is going to get involved. <sighs> the only problem with that is the same problem I have with this next match that I'm going to talk about. It seems like it's all set up to happen at Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. And that leads to the third match I want to talk about, Bobby Lashley defeating Bill Goldberg. Um, This seems like it was made for Crown Jewel the way it ended. Yeah. um, And does... That means Goldberg is winning the title at Crown Jewel. I mean, yes, <laughs> I'm sad to say. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Goldberg and um, Brock Lesnar are in the same boat where, like, they don't need the title. Their names and their presence are big enough. Right. Like, just having them on the show means something. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with John, John Cena's in that camp as well. But as the old saying goes, 
money talks. Yeah. And as the new saying goes, Saudi money really talks. It talks loud. I don't know. And if they want their fans to see a Bill Goldberg win the title, they're going to see a Bill Goldberg winning the title. Yes, because apparently it's still 2001 over there. Well, you remember the, the very first story when they first went over there, right? Yeah, the crown prince wanted, uh, was it Yokozuna? And the old, and the ultimate warrior, and, and I think Macho Man. And all three of them had gone to the great wrestling ring in the sky already? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a morbid thing to laugh about, but man, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> all that money and you haven't been following the dirt sheets. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I got to say, on the list of things that are going to make me go to hell, that is on there, laughing about dead wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, man, Bobby Lashley is another guy who's been putting in work as uh, the head guy on Raw. It just sucks that Raw is unwatchable. Yeah. And they've got, I mean, they've got plenty of talent over there. Plenty of talent and plenty of time. And they don't seem yes. <laughs> they don't seem to have any interest in filling out either one. It's just it's maddening, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bobby Lashley, MVP. They definitely been the God. I can't believe it. The MVPs of Raw. Right. Um, yeah, and and it's just Goldberg does not need the title. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, if anything, Bobby Lashley should just squash this guy like he did Kofi Kingston, and we can move on to another feud. One would hope, because the way they ended the match, I mean, it was it was fine. Like, it's, you know, doctor stoppage. It, it kind of, uh, it protects both guys, you know, for Goldberg, from Goldberg from taking a pin, another pin, and Bobby, you know, losing the title via mm-hmm. pin or whatever. Um, but the reality is, man, if you watch, the, if you go back and watch that match, look, Goldberg is another year older. Um, still looks great for his age. I mean, Jesus, to look tre- as treaded as he does it, you know, in his mid fifties, like can't ever take anything away from that. Oh, it's Goldberg. And look, he is 54. Yeah. But look, I mean, he had again, once again, because, you know, if you look at the Undertaker match, if you look at, Bray Wyatt, he had a lot of trouble, you know, carrying a, a, a younger 250-pound man. He I got mean, him. That first pickup he had, he had him, and that was it. And that was – he's good for one pickup. Mm-hmm. And after that, I mean, that was a wrap. Um, it, it, he doesn't need to do this anymore. Look, his his kid is in high school now. His, his – I remember that was like one of the things like he wanted to still compete, you know, so his son could watch him. But like these kids in high school, high school kids don't care about wrestling <laughs> these days. Hey, these hey, days. hey, you shut your whore mouth. They love it. They love the industry. They love the business. You sit here and lie. That's why we get Logan Paul, because they still love it. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, it's not the attitude era anymore, man. Teenage kids aren't watching the only reason why he's out there is because his dad is doing it but like uh, he doesn't though and look his son is a, a burgeoning athlete 
you know, future monster himself, he's probably not clamoring for his old man to keep doing this. He's, he probably wants to be in the gym himself during this time, the, you know, the times that he's at TV or whatever, like, you know, sure. The attention of being on camera and being involved in a big storyline, like, yeah, that's, that's great. But, you know, I, I really think he probably wants to be do, doing something else, you know, working out in the gym, getting on the field more, you know, getting more reps and stuff like that. You know, you know, I think about that, but then also like, how much would you love to spend not only spend time with your dad but time doing something that you both love sure yeah no of course i mean that i mean that's a, that's a really good argument but at the same time it's like go to the gym together that's something they could do yeah, but, but, but like, that's something that you you and I can do with our fathers saying we're going to go in front of 25,000, 50,000 people and they know who we are. We're going to have a good time playing a role. I mean, that's an opportunity of a lifetime and you get to do it with like your father. And as a dad, you get to have that time and that opportunity with your son. It's like you're going to remember this when I'm gone. Sure. No, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Fathers and sons, man, it gets me right here, right here, <laughs> right. man. I got the tears flowing and everything. Yeah, uh, my, you know, just the thing is, look, I just wish Goldberg could. You I'm gonna know, call my dad right now. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> he, he's just, um, he's not the Goldberg that, that you and I grew up watching. You, he's not the monster anymore. You grew up watching WCW was evil to me. <laughs> Vincent Man pounded that in my head at an early age, man. Right. Uh, first off, Goldberg, stop picking people up. Don't do the um, jackhammer anymore. You have one of the most devastating spears in human history. Stay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sucks because I wanted this to be over, but as soon as Gage got into the ring and Bobby you know, put him in a hurt lock and toss him like a rat doll. It's like, oh, we're, the sequel's coming. Yeah. Especially when you put hands on that kid. Yeah, like, you put, like, Goldberg's from the South. You put, you're a black man putting hands on his kids. He's coming with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, he didn't say this isn't, this isn't over. He mm. said, I'm going to kill you. Mm. Like, that's a very... That's a threat <laughs> in all 50 states. That's a very and Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's uh like going back to your your point about being from the south. It's a very southern thing <laughs> to say to a guy like Bobby Lash. <laughs> like yeah, that that's uh that just means more. Round two, I guess. I don't know how you Northerners do, but you put your you put your hands on my child. I have I may not have the legal right to kill you, but I have the moral right to kill. You. Right. I don't know how you Northerners do up there, but down here <laughs> in the twelve handle yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's going to um, Crown Jewel. I hope someone. Mm-hmm. And they, I wonder how much they get paid for that. Like, 
the wrestlers. Because I remember, who was it, Tyson Fury? When he did it, he got like, was it six or seven figures? Had to have been seven. I think it was like, I can't remember, it was like 15 million. Well, also, I mean, he's Tyson Fury. He, he's going to command a lot more. Yeah, but even, I'm just saying, like, even the big names of wrestling, like Goldberg and Lesnar, they got to be clearing six, no, seven figures for that one night, don't you think? Lesnar, oh, for sure, yeah. And, you know, we talk about the crown prince who thinks everything, you know, the wrestling world stopped 20 years ago, so Goldberg's got to be pulling down seven, don't you think? <laughs> Yeah, I would say Lesnar and Goldberg, $5 million each, um, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's not active, like if they were to pull out The Undertaker again, probably between two and five. And I, and Vince called me, I'd be like, buddy. God I forbid. Look, but buddy, I remember how that plane was sitting on the tarmac for damn near 24 hours. It's, it's going to take at least five. Like Mickey, I need five million. Right. <laughs> All right. Anything else about that match? Uh, no, just uh, waiting for it to be over with again and mm-hmm. uh, for Bobby to move on to something else. All right. So done with the big three you want to talk about. So I'm just going to run through the rest of the card. Give you a quick little bur- blurb. You ready? Sure. Big E defeating Baron Corbin by pinfall for the Money in the Bank briefcase, which I didn't know you would just steal. I mean, he stole it, but it wasn't officially his. So it was just I think he just got one over on him and was able to you know steal no, or no, take they, back his briefcase. They had an interview with um with um Corbin, and then the woman left to go talk to Big E, and Big and she was like, Big E, congratulations on winning your briefcase back. I'm like, what? Wait, oh. winning it back. You <laughs> mean congratulations awful. on getting your stolen property back, right? That's right. <laughs> That's um, more like it. Yeah. Uh, um, Baron I Corbin. Just, I love Baron. Down bad Baron Corbin. <laughs> hey, man, he, he plays his role great. Uh, I've never been, I mean, I'm not a fan of his in ring stuff or mm-hmm. his mic work, but the guy knows how to put it together for the most part. Like, he knows how to be entertaining. Yeah. And this is just another, you know, iteration of that. Biggie is just, you know, playing the waiting waiting game, you know, because when he does cash in, it it should be a big moment and it should be, um, you know, uh, a game changer. Yes, sir. I agree with you on both ends there. Let's move on. RK Bro defeats AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, saw it coming. Um, mm-hmm. WWE doesn't really believe in tag teams anymore. They just put together random wrestlers so they can be together until they eventually break up and feud, which both of these teams are built for. And well, I don't um, think AJ and Omos is. I think it's just AJ can just walk away from this guy whenever he wants, and I think that would be for the best. He's mm-hmm. never been a guy that needed a back, you know, a bodyguard, you know, even as a heel, he's never really needed that. Um, yeah. But you know what AJ Styles does need 
some rest. That man is 44 years old. He's been wrestling at the highest levels for 20 plus years. Like mm-hmm. that's what he needs. This is his final wrestling contract. That's what he needs more than anything. That's why he's in this tag team. So he's not out there giving y'all these 20 minute, you know, 20, 25 minute bangers that he, that he'll probably need a week or two of rest, of rest for. Mm-hmm. He's, he has almost, you know, he only has to go out there and wrestle real hard for like 15 well, not even 15 minutes. I don't even think the match was how long was this match? This match was seven minutes. So all you gotta do is go out there and do a couple moves for seven minutes, and you get rest holds and get the rest on the ring apron. Keep him nice and healthy for his one last run that I'm sure he has in him. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about. Um, but that's really what I'm waiting for, is, is mm-hmm. that last run. And I think. Yeah, maybe they could keep it going for a couple more months, and then maybe that is the time he needs to kind of to have been recharged and and uh, and yeah, I think him and Bobby would be a good feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right now let's just let's just simmer that plate right now. Just you know, keep on the yeah. back burner. So when you have and as far as uh, yeah, and as far as uh, Riddle and and Orton, you know, that's going to be a Who's going to turn on who? And, and in most cases, it's usually Orton turning on on his partner and, and you know going going on his own or starting that feud. But I, I think it'd be cool if they if they flip the switch or flip the script and mm-hmm. and had Riddle be the one to break it up mm-hmm. and yeah. just see how that how that goes. It'd be interesting. It'd be different. Yeah, that's what we need. Different. Uh, moving on, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Uh, I mean, look, I'm glad Alexa Bliss loves this character because it does nothing for me. And yeah. Eva Marie, like the only thing I need Eva Marie is to see when um, a dewdrop. That's the only thing I cared about when dewdrop was going to be just going to turn on her. We got the turn. Apparently, they're going to be feuding next. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think about too much. I mean, I. It just bothers me. I mean, I think it bothers a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's like you fire Bray Wyatt, you fire Braun Strowman, you fire Aleister Black, you fire Andrade, you fire uh, just name any of them, Bronson Reed. But you bring back and you're probably paying a lot of money because she has definitely leveraged herself to in that position to be mm-hmm. worth a lot of money based on the things she's done outside of wrestling. Um, someone who really can't wrestle. It's just, it's baffling still. Yeah. And so a part of reason why I don't really pay attention to whatever she's involved in. Yeah. And just like another, another reason why raw is a terrible watch. Yeah. And like, I'm just watching now for do drop. Like I think she can make a run for a championship. Because she's a really a, good wrestler. Yeah, too. I caught a couple of her matches when she was in um, NXT UK. Really mm-hmm. talented. She can go. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, next match: Damian Priest defeated Sheamus for the United States Championship. Uh, only thing I can say about this match is the only people who love their flag more than Texans are Puerto Ricans. Uh huh. And uh, it's a beautiful flag. Let's say right there. Uh, <laughs> Yes, it's a great match. I love Damian Priest. 
Um, I don't know if you saw Monday, he challenged Bobby Lashley. And then mm-hmm. thanks to shenanigans, it became a tag team match where it was Priest and McIntyre versus Lashley and Sheamus. Yeah. And it looks like they're certain, starting to set something up with Lashley and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, if we're, we're having hoss fights, hoss fights, I'm in for it. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with it too. Um, Big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> the thing about priest is one i'm glad he won the title mm-hmm. i think it's uh you're looking to do something fresh i mean he's not a young guy like i just saw he's like 38 himself so he's not like a young cat but like he's new so he's mm-hmm. young in that regards so it gives you an opportunity to do something fresh and and have fresh feuds and and uh maybe potentially build a big star you know that's that should always be the goal is to build a, the next big star and the one thing that he has go uh, another really positive positive thing he has going for him is that they really seem to like him. Mm-hmm. So they've invested a lot in him, if you really think about it. Yeah, going all the way back to NXT. Yeah, but NXT like, he won the North American Championship. They bring him up to the main roster. His first like feud is him and Bad Bunny versus a massive star, not yeah. just. <laughs> Like one of the biggest, like whether you like his music or not, one of the biggest recording artists in the world today. Yeah, and not just that. It's like you're going up against two guys and Miz and Morrison that are the consummate professionals. Mm-hmm. That's how much we trust you. And then, and they, they really seem he's he's obviously very comfortable around uh, big names. Because mm-hmm. if you look at on Saturday, the only person that that the you know they had one celebrity was Tiffany Haddish. The only person they had her interview was Damian Priest. Like she's a big star in her own right. We missed out on more big stars. It's like apparently yeah. the rumor is they tried to have uh, Megan The Stallion there to perform, and they just mm-hmm. couldn't get it to work. They were on the pocketbook. Yeah, one thing that would have been great to see, um, if they were able to pull it off, and you know, Lacey Evans wasn't pregnant, was would be Lacey Evans meeting up against Cardi B, because they had a little back and mm-hmm. forth on Twitter a while ago. So like paying that off in front well, of an audience, that would have been fun. They, you know, that was another one they were going after. They were going after her too. They wanted her to be a part of some to be a part of one of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um. But this guy, I mean, they, they, this seems like the guy that they pair up with, with celebrities whenever they're involved. Um, and he's comfortable with it. He handles it well. Mm-hmm. She, if you watch interviews, she didn't say United States champion. She said national champion or something. Oh. And he rolled with it. And, you know, he finished off saying, look, I, I'm, I'm very honored to be the United States champion. And, and it wasn't like a, a you know, like, oh, it's United States champion, dummy. It was just like, oh, like it's cool. Like it happens, and this is this is this is what it really is. It's the United mm-hmm. States championship. So, um, yeah, he, he knows handle. He obviously knows how to handle these big spots, and that's got to be a good thing. That can only mean good things for him. You know, down the line. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, it's, it's cool. And he, you know, he's got a good gimmick. He's got a, a cool look and uh, he can, he can still go. So he's got a lot going for him. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. That's going straight to the moon. Sorry. Someone else's gimmick. <laughs> um, let's see. Moving on. The Usos defeated the Mysterios for the um, defending their WWE SmackDown tag team championships. Uh, my only thing, only thing I care about right now is when is Dominic gonna turn on Ray? And mm-hmm. that's it. The Usos are still out there; they're doing fine work. Um, as long as WWE makes sure they have drivers, they'll be just fine. Um, Ray is another guy, like I said, with uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said with Goldberg. Ray is just out there having fun, being with his son. I mean, that's got to be a dream come true. Not only having your son be at your side at your job, but having him—he's out there and he's doing a, a great job being a wrestler. Yeah, that's the big difference. I mean, he—he's—he's he's been. <laughs> Uh, training for this. I mean, he, he, like anybody else that is that young and, and given that position that he's been given, um, there'd probably be a lot of hate behind it. And I wasn't too thrilled about him at first, but the kid can go. I mean, he knows. I mean, he's wrestling with the best and he's holding his own big time. And it's impressive, man. And, you know, maybe if he, He's got, I mean, obviously a different build than his father, but like, yes, because his real father is Eddie Guerrero. May he rest (laughs) in peace. I'm not letting this go. WWE, we remember that storyline. He gets on there and does the frog splash like his real daddy. (laughs) Rest in peace, A. Guerrero, one of the greatest of all time, but still, very much so. You're up there in heaven right now watching your boy. (laughs) <laughs> with an yeah. angelic tear rolling down his face. Absolutely. Uh, there's no, no, no doubting, no denying Latino heat uh, and Latino heat junior. I, I'm starting to feel like you during the last podcast, my throat's starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, anything else you want to say about that match? Sorry. No, but I think if, if he, you know, no, I'm not saying he has to be a bodybuilder, but if he gets in, I think if he develops his, his physique a little better, mm-hmm. man, man, that's that he could be a big star himself. I mean, and he's still so young. He's yeah, he's that's only 24. They're, they're to, yeah. Like if you, you know, if that's going to be your next big Hispanic star, go for it. Like I'm all, I'm all in. I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. He's got championship all over him. Uh, move on to the next match. Uh, kind of talk about this a little bit. Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. Charlotte Flair defe- defeated Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I just love going back to that well. I mean, the same thing we were talking about with, with Charlotte or with uh, Becky and, and Bianca. It's like, 
she is just, uh, I don't know, they, they just can't resist it. As much as, you know, they go back and forth, like, firing and hiring, you know, Ric Flair, it's like, mm. they really... He's like, jeez, uh, what's it? Um, the old managers for the Yankees that Steinbrenner fired, like Billy Martin. Time. Yeah, Billy Martin. There you go. Thank you, <laughs> Billy Martin. Yeah, they they really love putting the title on on his daughter, and uh, you know, we'll see what what this leads to. Who knows? I'm not completely stupid. I remember the pop Nikki got when she won the Money in the Bank. It was a dumb mm-hmm. way to win it. But she won it, and the people are excited. And I remember how excited people were to see her pin Charlotte the next night on Raw. I remember that. That was not <laughs> that, long that long ago. And look at her now. <laughs> like, my entire thing, like, when I was watching her, I was like, okay, so that's the plan. And then she's, she loses to Charlotte Flair, and then she happens to beat her one time, and then she has little fights with Rhea Ripley. I was like, okay, so the plan is she go, she's going to give these speeches about how she needs to believe in herself. She can do whatever and she can be a superhero. And then when Sam comes and she has triple threat match, she's going to stand victorious and she's going to show herself as a hero. And, you know, she beat her demons and, you know, it's going to be the, the triumph story. And it doesn't happen. <sighs> yeah. Uh... I don't know. I try not to dislike anybody, but I'm just, I'm kind of just like tired <laughs> of, of certain people. I, I, She's I, one of them at I, this point. Oh, who? Great performer. Can't deny any of that, but. You're talking about Charlotte Flair? Uh, you know. Yeah, man. Let's, okay. You know. I'll make sure it's staying race. Cause I, I, you know how I feel about it. I am tired of her winning every goddamn title on earth. I yeah. I can't do it anymore. Like it's I can't watch Raw. I hate her promos. I just hate it's not even like I hate her as a heel. It's like I'm just I don't want her on my TV. Mm-hmm. Like she sucks up so much oxygen. There's nothing less for anyone anyone else. And I'm just sick and tired of it, man. Yeah. No, same here. And uh final match. That we haven't spoken of yet. Edge defeating Seth Rollins. Um, woo, match of the night right there. Match of the night. Um, since you mentioned Lesnar earlier, that was going to be my third surprise of the night. Second surprise, but now it's technically third surprise of the night. Uh, Edge using the old brood entrance. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool to see the flames and the you know, the dark red him coming up from underneath the, the floor or from underground. Very, very cool. Very cool uh, image. There's only one thing that would have made it better. Gangrel? Yep. Christian? <laughs> the ga- the well, brood? Christian's <laughs> kind of preoccupied right now. But yeah, Gangrel That's- has shown up. I had lost my shit, man. Yeah. Um, the brood entrance and then going into his regular edge entrance, it was magnifique. I loved it. Very cool. Um, Seth Rollins could just go with anybody. 
You remember yeah. when, um, was it a year ago? Like he said that he was the best in the world, the biggest company. And then like, who was it? Will Ospreay was like, oh, I'm over here. And ever since then, Seth Rollins has been putting on bangers. The man don't mm-hmm. miss. I think Will Ospreay's hurt, <laughs> unfortunately. That's what you get when you're talking <laughs> on the Messiah. Lord, strike right? him down. And he did. Yeah, Seth Rollins is man he's the best character in wrestling right now is Roman Reigns but the best male wrestler is Seth Rollins right now hard to argue with that man I mean like I said he can put on a match with anybody and pretty much does whenever he's called to arms man he, he does it and we talked about earlier Mm-hmm. Um, you, you paused in our AW talk about Adam Cole for a second mm-hmm. and you mentioned I, I told you he's probably one of AW you said there's a good chance he could resign if he wanted some money if he wanted, and we talked off, off before we started recording about like what's next for these guys like Rollins can go and do anything he wants I just uh, when we were talking about that, or we were talking about Adam Cole, I think Adam Cole could could do a program with Edge. I think that's something that would be different, something we've never we've never seen before, um, and something that could kind of keep that momentum going that Edge had with with uh, Rollins, a guy who can go, you know, who can uh, do most of the work in that match, um, and you know, have a match of the night quality. Matt, you know, uh, showing. man, you went um, Adam Cole versus Edge, and I was, I thought you were going to go oh, Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, that for me, that's a, a dream match scenario, but um, if you're looking for something for Edge to do, that could be it. Again, like like I said, if you're looking for someone to carry the load and to uh, to help make him look good, like Rollins did, mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go. Edge is also 47 years old, so maybe he needs a little break after this match. I mean, yeah, I mean, for all we know, he he might take a, a step back for a little bit until maybe Survivor Series. You know, that's always a possibility. Um, but uh, who knows? That, that's um, That would be my, my second choice or my second uh, – uh, my second uh, – I'll go with my second choice for Adam Cole. I'll say either, one, either signs with AW, mm-hmm. two, he resigns and feuds with Edge. That will be my prediction. And three, he resigns and fused with, with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Okay. I, I just feel my entire heart like if I could bet it, I would just bet that he's going to AEW. Why not? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this match is awesome. SummerSlam, how would you grade this pay-per-view? Man, there's a lot of filler that I didn't care about. Yep. 
I think I said I said before we start recording, there were three matches that I did not even need to see on the card. Mm-hmm. And it was Alexa Bliss, even Marie, the Usos and Mysterios, and McIntyre versus Mahal. Like those matches, I didn't didn't need them on the on the card at all. Yeah. And for as much as we both hated the outcome of Becky and Bianca, it's still a major storyline, a major talking point, and something that hopefully is going to be a, a major thing going forward. Mm-hmm. So that helps the overall, like, you know, it helps the guy, in my opinion, it helps the grade just because of the, the implications going forward. In the moment, it was awful. I would give that an F, totally. But for what it stands for, what it's hopefully will set up or whatever, it helps. Uh, the appearance of Brock obviously helps. Um, man, overall, I would probably give... Uh, I'd give SummerSlam, I'd give it a B, a solid B. All right. I'm, I'm around the same. Because I'm thinking, while you're talking, I was trying to grade in my head and I was like, ah, let's go. I'm going to go with C. Plus. I think you have more faith in the WWE doing the right thing with Bianca Belair and um, Becky Lynch than I do because mm-hmm. I have history on my side. <laughs> right. Like I said, there was too much filler. The main event was okay, but not great. And, you know, the crowd was basically dead from the sixth match until Edge and Rollins. Yeah. Well, part of I guess you could say the triple threat with Flair, uh, Nikki and Rhea. They kind of got back into it, but that's a long time for a dead crowd in a uh, main four pay per view, you know. So you yeah. know they get a passing grade. Um, it's definitely not my favorite summer sound to watch, but it's C plus. I'm gonna stay with that. Okay, that's fair. It's very fair. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That's all I've got. That's all I got too, man. All right. There's a lot of wrestling this weekend with a lot of wrestling. Rampage and then SummerSlam, NXT Takeover, which we didn't even you know, talk about. <laughs> we didn't, but like you said, they do the right. They do it best, better than anybody. They got five matches, and they all mean something. And you're in and out. And Two two and a half hours, yep. and they put on some really good matches. Yeah, some Oof. match of the year candidate was the rematch between Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov and Walter. Yeah. That was my match of the weekend. I think that yeah, match was it, better than the um than the Rollins Edge, Edge and Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible match, hard hitting. Uh, intense everything. I mean, and just great finish. Great finish. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, NXT is still, for all the changes that they may be, go- that they are going to be going through and, you know, more potential, you know, roster cuts or whatever, 
clearing out of the old guard or whatever. They're still the show to watch. Um, and WWE hopefully they show. don't tinker too much with it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, hopefully they don't tinker too much. Yeah, and if I'm WWE right now, I'm throwing the bag at Walter and the <laughs> okay. rest of his Imperial guys and getting them over to America. I know he doesn't want to, uh, but he's yeah. got probably great success in um, Europe, but I'm like, what's it got to take? Just write the number on the check. I, I, that guy, if he's mm-hmm. over, if he's raw, like imagine a match between him and um, Keith Lee. Man, incredible. That's a guy who could be a dominant champion and who could, I think, could go up against anybody. Reigns, Lashley, Lesnar, Keith Lee. Fatal Four Way, Walter, Keith Lee. uh, What's his name? Bobby Lashley and Damian Priest. You'd watch that. You'd love that. Of course. Wouldn't miss a second of it. Yeah. That, but you know, you can throw all the money you want. He may still just want to stay over there, which I don't blame him. He, you definitely have more freedom over there where Vince's eye isn't watching all the time. Well, as long as NXT UK is still around, mm-hmm. that might be a part of the cleaning house. You oh, never know. Right. God, I hope. I hope but that would just give him the freedom to just go over he wants, mm-hmm. wrestle wherever he wants again. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, praying that he makes it over to um to stateside. Raw could really use someone of his talent and size. Absolutely. All right, that's it. We are done, people. Uh, anything you want to say? Thank you as always for for tuning in, and uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> always great talking with you same to you my friend uh we'll be back later on let's see I, i'm putting this out today's wednesday right that's it i swear to god time means nothing in the pandemic uh, so i'll try to put this out your thir- thursday or friday we'll have another episode for you guys next week and that's it thanks for listening we appreciate you um like subscribe share give us those five stars all the things and uh we shall be back later for anthony i'm the quincy later baby